Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Those who do not love me do not keep my words, yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As I mentioned before, Pentecost marks the beginning of the communal birth of the church. But the church had another birth before that, a sacramental birth that occurred the moment the sacred heart of our Lord was pierced on the cross. And out from his heart flowed blood and water, blood signifying the Eucharist, and the water, the waters of baptism. But now the Lord's promise to his apostles is fulfilled once again, for he always keeps his promises. The advocate is sent upon them after he had ascended back to his place in glory at the right hand of the Father, taking his glorified human nature with him. He sends the advocate who descends upon the apostles in the form of tongues of fire. Now when we hear fire, we tend to think of pain and destruction, but fire also means light and sanctification. The apostles, the first priests of the church, who have been given authority by God to forgive sins, receive the sanctification of the Spirit and are enlightened by his wisdom, expressed in the many languages that they now speak. In speaking different languages, one may tend to think of diversity and division, but that is not the image that we are meant to take from this. Rather, we are meant to see a sign of unity, one language. And with the many languages that the apostles now speak, though they had never been exposed to before, with that divine inspiration and wisdom, they take that one language, the universal truth of our Catholic faith to people of all nations and all languages to the ends of the earth so that people may be one in that truth, that one truth that every human being is meant to live by. If we know the story of the Gospels well, then we would know that up until this point, the apostles had been hiding. Going off to fish in the night and cowering in the upper room for fear of the Jews. But upon the coming of the Spirit, they fear nothing anymore. They go out boldly with zeal 
to proclaim that one universal truth, that language of love given to us by the Advocate. And we live in a time where that same courage and that same zeal is needed once again. To go out boldly, with confidence, despite any persecution or opposition we face, to proclaim that truth without fear. How many times does do not be afraid appear in the Bible? Exactly 365 times, one for every day of the year. Coincidence? No such thing. Our Lord is telling us not to be afraid. And I'll give to you a little example I recently gave to my people in Buckeye. So often we tend to be afraid to speak or proclaim the truth in this politically correct culture that we live in. Oh gosh, what happens if I say that and somebody gets offended? Well, they can be offended. What's wrong with being offended? When did sticks and stones will break my bones but words will not stop being relevant? Isn't that what we teach children, for heaven's sakes? That's what we teach toddlers. Oh, he called me an idiot. Don't worry about it. He's a jerk. <laughs> well, so what? Be offended. Nothing happens. I mean, you have adults going, I was offended. I was offended, and I have rights. So what? Be offended. Nothing happens to you. You're an adult, grow up, deal with it. Oh, your Catholic beliefs offend me. I don't care. <laughs> Nothing happens when you're offended. It's not like, oh, okay, I went to a comedy show and the comedian said something about the Lord and, and I was offended. Then when I woke up in the morning, I had leprosy. <laughs> Nothing happens. If the truth offends people, then they need to be offended. Then it'll wake them up. We can't afford to be silent about the truth, especially when our liberty is being taken away little by little, more and more. When people hear the truth with conviction, with compassion, with boldness, that is what brings people to the very gift that our Lord makes to us today, the gift of the Holy Spirit who enlightens us to the communion of the Holy Trinity, whom we receive fully in the Holy Eucharist. The Lord told us many things when he was with us, but there was more that he needed to tell us, but we were not ready for. That is why he sends the Spirit to us, to shepherd the church, to inspire her, to enlighten her as we discern his will. He sends the Spirit to us to remind us of all that he has told us. And our Lord never sugarcoats anything. He tells us how it is. People want to see the world they wish it was, but we must see the world the way it actually is, inviting people to truly think, to use their minds and make decisions not based merely on feeling and emotion, which are subjective, but on fact, on reality, on truth. And truth, my brothers and sisters, by essence, does not change. It is objective. 
And let ourselves be reminded of this, that we may live that truth. If you love me, says Jesus Christ, you will keep my commandments. Whoever loves me will keep my word. Faith alone is not enough. We must live what we believe and practice what we believe. Practice what we preach, give reason for the hope that we have, and that will give testimony to what we proclaim, that we truly love our Lord, who is the way, the truth, and the life, the only way. Those who do not love him do not keep his words. And the word that we keep is not his, but that of the Father who sent him. Our Lord has been sent, and now he sends us to go forth to all people of all languages, of all cultures, to proclaim that one universal language, the truth of our Catholic faith. The Father has sent him, so now indeed he sends us.